Welcome to the Wildly Tarot Podcast. Hi, Esther. Hi, Holly. Good morning. Good, good morning. morning. Good morning. We just blew all of our banter on the Patreon episode. We talked for like like literally 20 minutes about we like talked trivia and we did. A lot <laughs> traveling. Of but I did not tell you about my RPG this past week. Just that it was scary as hell. Well, it's not, it's not, it wasn't like scary, scary. But for those who do not realize, I every week during the pandemic have gathered with my friends online to do an RPG. And it's really easy because you can just build a room with pictures and like move your tokens around like you would like a board game, essentially. So, so you just cool. have to kind of like visualize it in the computer world. It's not like a video <laughs> game. So uh, we're taking a couple weeks off like from our main game because we kind of finished that and completed that series. And so we're going to be starting it up and changing it to a new different game. And the uh, my friends wanted me to run a certain spooky like Adam's family meets Downton Abbey game called Bedlam Hall. Oh, cool. And so basically the players are like servants in a Downton Abbey sort of home and they're working Uh for the Adams family. That's creepy as fuck. Whatever. The so actual Adams family or just like no, a scary family? Like a like a scary family. So you, you okay. can like you can make it like scary funny, kinda like the Adams family were, or you uh-huh. can make it like scary to scary, like scary. horror movies. So it depends yeah. on like your flavor and what people like. So Cool. So I, that sounds so fun. I did the first part this past week and they liked it so much they wanted to continue that because I was like, Okay, we can we can heaven skate this at the moment. Just finish the game out. But no, they were like they were like, Is that an option just again? to get out of a story really fast? Yeah. You're like, and- yeah, just and we're now we're all dead. It. Yeah, basically, yes. <laughs> that feels yeah. so insensitive, but also like completely hilarious. Yeah. So it basically, like, but the, basically, the house itself sort of like torments you. The the family, them, they will also like do have like certain quirks and like they call them troubles. So these troubles can mm. like escalate the story as it goes along. Um, cool. So. What kind of troubles are there? Well, um, my favorite. Or what's your favorite? Yeah, what's your favorite? My trouble? favorite was, in, um, was the eldest daughter. She had survived a fountain accident as a child, but her twin sister did not. So she, like, makes people wait on her as well as the ghost of her dead sister. Oh, that's spooky. But she's recently become fascinated with dolls and this doll. And now she believes that her sister is now in this creepy ass Victoria morning doll. And so then that night she wants to have a summoning ritual to fully embody her, get her sister into a sister body. into the, Oh my God. That reminds me of in what we do in the shadows when Nadia has her like own, what I don't even remember how it happens, but she has that doll that has her past self and like oh, yes. possessing it. Right. And right, right. she like gives her so much shit from this doll body <laughs> where she's just like berating her for being so dumb. Yeah. So That's it, was, fun. it was a very satisfying moment when I brought like the picture of the doll onto the screen and all of the guys, because we play like on Discord. So it's like all the guys are like, oh, that's creepy as fuck. Yeah. Like, Victorian like, dolls really have the creep factor pretty built into them, don't they? They do. Like, yeah, they oh, do. No. So I was so I was like, yes, I've created this mood super well. So, yeah. So but all the family that's members awesome. are really fun. So maybe we'll run it one day. But yeah, I've was, never done really an RPG before, so you would hate having to. No thing is that each kind of game has their own way of rolling dice. So this game was new to all of us, even though the guys have played 
you know, 20 plus years of Dungeons and Dragons, they've never played this specific style of a game. Yeah. So they just know, oh, I got a roll for what? And so I'm having to guide them like where, how, what to roll for. I'm always so. looking for a new stupid collection. Not stupid. Tarot's really wonderful. But maybe I should start collecting dice too, even though I've never I played mean, they're an so RPG pretty, in my but life. They're, they're so, so pretty. They're so but they're pretty. so pretty. Yeah. So yeah. They're that's like that's what I do with my weekends. I'm basically so. just a crow. We all are. That is really fun. I love it. I'm so happy that you got to have that experience. Yeah. It sounds like a complete blast. <sighs> Nervous as hell the whole entire time. Just but sweating. I think just I, for me, it was just sweating. like, it's just if they're having fun, we're all having fun. Exactly. And they wanted to do it for a second week. So it's like, oh, thank you. I'm glad yeah, you enjoyed apparently it, it enough well. to be tortured even more the next time because yeah, we're just now exactly. starting to get Yeah, exactly. We can stuff. go crazier. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. So I love it. That's so fun. I yeah. think that maybe like I don't is there a, a sub folder if you look at me using the lingo this that's completely wrong but does our discord do we have a game sub area on our discord in the our really tarot I don't we can create one so. if there are we other people who want to talk one, about yeah. RPGs yeah yeah as well yeah it yeah. seems like a lot of our tarot friends like it there's a cro- so. there's lots of crossover like in a lot of RPGs people like tarot is used a lot like as symbolism and people will bring their own decks because there are certain um, like jobs or classes that like use tarot for certain things. So I, it's a very it's more known, I think, as like a item to have or use in the game. But it's not like traditional tarot like we know it. It's cool. more, more like an oracle deck. ish. Yeah, I backed I've backed a couple of decks in like in real life, not in a role playing game that were designed <laughs> to be used for RPGs. Yeah. Yeah, it's super what, cool. I can't remember I what, maybe like the adventurers or something. I can't remember what they're called. Yeah. But yeah, it's easy to see the overlap. And so I'm just, I'm super into it, even though I've never participated. Yeah, <laughs> there's a, there's a, like a online, like continual game um, on, like they stream on Twitch and YouTube called Critical Role. And one of the characters, she makes, like, she's a tarot deck. And this tarot deck's been with them through however many years they've been doing this game. But it's more of like an oracle deck. And I just want to, I'm like, hi, my name is Esther. Can I please help you design this oracle deck and help you release it, please? Because I'll help you write the, the guidebook and I'll do make it. sure you do it really well. Do it. Do it. But do also, it. I'm do like it. nobody. So, well, anyway. Whatever. So. How are you nobody? You have a tarot podcast <laughs> and you have a tarot a book, art a book, book coming out this fall. <laughs> and you're Esther. Oh, I mean, I'm sure I'm like, I'm like, I'm sure they all live in like LA. So I'm like, I'm sure they all know tarot readers and stuff like that. But. Ask anyway. them. Ask them. I like, dare you. Hello. I triple dog dare you. We'll, we'll see. Maybe. can't resist a triple dog dare okay let's pull a card of the day let's get this show on the road yes. i yeah. am so i do think that the sun is about to move into gemini and now we're all it's just like we're just like super chatty yeah but i like it all right so i'm pulling too. the card of the day today and i'm using the uh french, french antique anatomy and why did i say memento mori there is no french deck of memento mori <laughs> If anyone would have it, it would be you. It'd be, it would. <laughs> this is true. Claire. <laughs> Claire, get on that, please. Oh, uh-oh. What My deck is tired of me. I just oh, got no. the Ten of Swords. Oh, no. Fine. I'll use someone else. 
Jeez Louise. <laughs> it's like you've used I me like eight feel... weeks in a row on the podcast, Holly. <laughs> I know. Okay, fine. <laughs> I like better? how we're not saying this is for the episode, that this is more of like just an reflecting actual on message. Holly. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't be that surprised. Let's try it, Muse. I only so right now I'm looking at my very, very messy podcast recording deck. The tarot decks that I have sitting here are Muse, Murder of Crows, which I find disturbing. 420, uh, Skeletero, which I don't even think we've reviewed on the podcast. No, we really haven't. Cute. It was super it's cute. So I don't cute. have it. It's been super cute. And then Sacred Creators, Bestiary, and then the Lifeline Tarot. <laughs> Basically, anything that we've reviewed in the past like three months that you've that hasn't made it back to your upstairs desk. Yeah, yet. exactly, exactly. <laughs> Someday I'll move my up all of this stuff upstairs, but there's not space right now. So I still am doing the double locations. Let's see what the muse says about hanging Our out episode. with us today, though. Oh, God, it's so hard to shuffle with this stupid finger injury. <laughs> I forgot that you stopped I just can't shuffle. It's so bad. I'll just do overhand. I just yeah, don't just do like overhand. overhand as much. All right, Muse. What's our vibe for the day? For the episode. Vibe for the episode. Oh, the sun. Well, that's oh, pretty that's clear. Still, yeah, that, that, that's that's very obvious and evident. So, All right. Yay. Okay, thank you, Muse Tarot. Sorry, yeah. Antique Anatomy. <laughs> I guess I'll give you a little bit of a break, huh? <laughs> Jeez, like I need a vacation. Yeah, I'm exhausted, Holly. <laughs> <laughs> okay, our first question of the episode is from Trapped and Confused. My life feels in ruins. My depression and anxiety are in full force. I've lived with a toxic family member my whole life, and I have tried numerous times to break the habits this person has taught me. However, I just can't stay motivated slash on the right track. My support system is slim to none. I'll be honest, I don't have much for friends because I can't get myself to connect with anyone. I feel like I just don't belong anywhere. I physically and mentally hurt, and I just don't know what to do anymore. Do the cards show any direction for me? The question isn't, do the cards show any direction for oh. me? But, well, no, that is what they wrote. Oh, okay. But I'm okay. just saying, that's not the, the right question is, the cards will always show some direction for right. you. Right. Yes. So we are happy to pull cards for that. Yes. I do think that if you are already in treatment for your depression and anxiety, sharing this stuff with whoever your provider is would be helpful because yes. the feelings of disconnection from everything and also personal pain are signs that they could maybe try some new things to make that feel a little bit less intense in like a therapeutic or like medicine kind of way. Yes. Yes. So I think that it's really good that you are aware of the depression and anxiety. And I also think that it would probably be a good idea to let your mental health providers know that you're feeling this way. And then we can still pull cards, but it's really important to us that you take care of yourself in ways that are in your actual day-to-day -day life and yes. with people who know you in your day-to-day -day life. And we can just kind of be auxiliary to that, but we're definitely not a substitution for getting appropriate support, like within your, I guess, immediate environment. So yes, good luck, yes. trapped and confused. Yes. But we still can come up with some cards, yeah, um, to show you some direction. Yeah, and I'm totally. so sorry you're you're experiencing all of this. I know. Me too. 
Uh, what? How do we want to phrase the question? Next steps, because it feels like that they're very aware of the situation. Yeah, in. we don't need a vibe check as much as we right. Need, like what to do next. Right. What? To, like, may, I would think like something like a next step. What to kind of look out for? That sort okay. of. Yeah, let's do those. Creating good habits. I, I'm not because they they mention habits here alongside yeah. the the other depression anxiety going on, like breaking bad habits and things bad like habits, that. So toxic traits. Okay, so maybe Get, doing maybe staying motivated and moving forward. How to stay motivated I, moving forward? I like next steps more steps. because okay. motivated feels too like directiony. Okay, like it's. Because maybe the next step isn't to try to get a bunch of stuff done. It's to like do, you know, be more internal, I guess. Okay. And motivate motivation. I don't, well, I could be totally wrong. No, I, no, because motivated sounds like there's a next step already in mind to get to. Yeah. Does yeah. Sense? So maybe yeah. let's just pull what are the next steps and then kind of go from there. Okay. Okay. I'm using the Nomad Tarot today. Ooh, that's fun. Yeah. We're going to get elemental and not just because we got elemental in our charmed episode. (laughs) I got queen of wands. And I got the queen of air, which is the queen of swords. Oh, that's interesting. Two queens in the next step area. I I mean, I guess my gut instinct is saying that this would be kind of related to what I was talking about earlier with the like providers, like mental mm-hmm. health providers. I feel like both queens could really easily represent like therapeutic methods or practitioners. Mm-hmm. And so maybe the next steps are just like asking for more help from people who are kind of like established leaders in your life in this area already. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can see, I can see that. And also like with it being both of them are more internal and more um, thoughtful in their next steps forward. Yeah, They're both well, and- action like steps forward. If it makes any sense. Like it's more of like a, like, think and do like don't just sit there and think and think and think and think and think yeah and i just for a little bit of extra clarification pulled the muse of inspiration which in this deck is the king of wands Wands, so that means that i pulled the queen of wands and the king of wands Mm -hmm. and i just feel like the action components of this and like kind of turning to people who maybe can help you think more critically about stuff with your queen of swords would be a good idea. Like think Mm -hmm. of the healthiest, most evolved people, you know? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Like, I think it's probably professionals just because they're court cards that seem so established. Um, But find those people and search them out and then tell them what you're feeling and the kind of like despondency parts of it Mm -hmm. and the like lack of belonging and all of that stuff. And they'll, be able to help you think critically through it and create more of a plan. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so maybe would focus would like pulling for like a small step to focus on 
help or do you think it would just continue to sort of bring up these court cards i think we'd probably still keep drawing court cards because when you tend to draw like three court cards it's like now we have like the chance for like what 16 court cards now (laughs) between the two of us um hmm. because to me it's definitely the next steps to me are not alone is that yeah you're you're surrounded there are people that are surrounding you in this Mm -hmm. it's you trusting them with that they are you know knowledgeable they are trustworthy individuals for you to share this with not not not, there's not like a toxic card that has come up here for you to share that with a toxic person at all this is for you to share with trusted individuals that are around you yeah so um and also i think like it's worth noting that i'm not getting a sense of trusted peers like yeah. because it's all these court cards that are queens and kings, it doesn't feel like it's a trusted peer thing as much as a trusted mentor or professional thing, which mm-hmm. I think is notable just because Trapped and Confused says that their support system or that her support system is slim to none. So yeah. I think it's not saying like go to your friends, it's saying like like find people who are sort of more established. Yeah. Yeah. To help you. Yeah, I think definitely. I think so. Um, so I think us drawing for more steps would just muddle the Continue water. Them. So maybe just a pep talk, maybe just like a little positive message. What, yeah. What can you focus on right now? Positively. Like, yeah. Something positive to focus on as you start this process. Yeah. just gonna be another court card (laughs) it's our nightmare everything's be court cards (laughs) it did it i just got another weird i just i saw something like a shadow like kind of come into the like the light say that to me (laughs) you know that that's my feet i just spent 45 minutes telling you how scared that makes me Sorry. Yeah, I and like, also I got another goddamn court card. Okay. <laughs> just a second, just a second. I've been dr- I got distracted by the movement in the corner and I was And there was noise too, Esther. Oh my god. I wonder if it was the same time. Maybe there's like some alarm set up. Did the fan come on this uh, suddenly? Like does you have no, like a ceiling fan on. that came on? No, it was already on. Too bad we're not recording these so I could have rewound the tape. Oh, Esther. <laughs> What was our question? What were we doing? Because I didn't. We were saying something. <laughs> I'm just gonna die. Oh, positive now. something. Yeah, something, something positive, positive to focus on as you like as make you the next step. Okay, okay. Sorry, I got sorry. the Knight of Materials to so the Knight of Pentacles for that, which I kind okay. of like because the Knight of Pentacles is like not dashing off. They're really like slowly and methodically making decisions and moving forward. And I like that as something positive to focus on because it's basically saying keep putting one foot in front of the other. Mm-hmm. And as you're starting down this, what did you, did you get another court card? Yes. What did you get? <laughs> I got the child of water, which is the page of, um, I was like the page cups. of waters, the page of cups. Yeah. <laughs> the, page the page of, of cups, cups. So I think and it's... the night of pentacles like... are really kind of beautiful together. If yeah. you're starting a new mental health journey, because it's like both sort of like a sensitive, like, vulnerable almost emotional state but Mm -hmm. then also the consistency and solidness of the knight of pentacles which is so stable 
Yes. And like, so about very methodical forward momentum. So pairing those together is like allowing the night to protect the page in some ways. Yeah, like totally. The night is bringing some like scared, vulnerable, emotional stuff with mm-hmm. it in a really protected kind of stable, consistent way. And so if that's the positive thing to focus on, it's just like allowing yourself to feel those feelings enough to keep putting one foot in front of the other to make decisions to reach out to people and make decisions to like kind of move forward. Yeah. Yeah. And that like, I like what you said that the Knight of Pentacles is kind of protecting that child of water. Cause like if in Nomad Terror, it's like the teeny tiniest little yeah. seashell, oh, it's like, just a tiny shell. and it's, it's like, it's so vulnerable. It's, you know, it's taking the step to, um, to address things that have been, harming you for years this toxicity with this person that you've had to live with and things it's really really difficult but addressing it and feeling that protection from not necessarily like an outside source but knowing that you can do things to protect that inner child to protect that work that's going on and as you're being vulnerable of all of the nights having it be the knight of pentacles is the best because you could say that the knight is protecting the page and kind of any combination of knights and pages but the Knight of Pentacles protecting a Page of Cups feels so kind of beautiful and sad, but also yeah. like like more positive than other knights would be because the Knight of Pentacles isn't rash. They're mm-hmm. not doing things just to do things. They're not like trying to make things better than they should be. They're just right. aware of the reality and they're moving forward. And so I yeah. love that idea, that vision of sort of your inner child being protected by a, such a stable version of yourself that just has to mind over matter. Think about physical safety. Think about like proximity to what is, I guess, safest for you. You've and right, just walk right. forward in that way. Like there's not a lot of like ru- rushing off half cock. Right. It's like, right. Very thoughtful moving forward. Yeah. Cause like if we got, let's just keep going with this motif. Like if we got like the Knight of Wands with a page of cups, yeah. the Knight of Wands would be oh going and starting a fight and like, you know, right. punching so, it with so his fist stressful. or something. Yeah. There's not, it's not a good, or it, so even if we want to change the page to something else, if you had like the page, uh, well, except for the inner child thing is really page of cupsy. So, yeah. but yeah, with the page of cups combined, can you imagine the page of cups combined with the Knight of Swords? Yeah. It would just be it, like so much emotional damage being caused by just like rushing into things and like cutting mm-hmm. through stuff. And it's just like not at all the same as the really, really stable, consistent Knight of Pentacles. He's yeah. my favorite knight usually anyway. Yeah. But also, especially paired with an inner with inner child work and the desire for protection. It's just like it's just really it's beautiful. Perfect. You can trust the your inner pay your inner knight of pentacles to protect your inner child. But you do have to be moving towards accessing additional help because that's mm-hmm. where the knight of pentacles can't do that forever. No knight can all nights right. eventually get burnt out. But the knight of pentacles that you got is the one who is the most able to go the longest and the farthest because they're the least dramatic of all the yeah. knights. Yeah. Like they're yeah. the most consistent, stable of all of the knights. Yeah. So, well, good that. luck, trapped and confused. And if yeah, you need totally. access to or help accessing accessing resources, mental health resources, we'll add some stuff to the show notes for you in case you yeah. don't have access to that where you are now. 
it's probably going to be pretty US based just because that's what we're most familiar with. Mm -hmm. Um, But if you need help accessing stuff that is not in the US, there are free mental health resources in yeah i'll probably, probably leave some international numbers and yeah, things like that go. for you to call people um because those we're are just usually looking at our available. demographics and we're basically all <laughs> americans canadians brits australians and then a couple of other european that's <laughs> like more and also beyond there's that. 20 listeners from korea and i'm like i'm here Who? where are you all <laughs> Is can it you just please me listening me. to our my And I'm like, can you please reach out? Because, like, I'm just here by myself. Yeah, exactly. I would love to be friends. I'm here already. Yeah, yeah. I didn't. I was looking at the pie graph, so I didn't see the specific smaller listener. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, so so our tops, our tops are U.S., Canada, Australia, U.K., then, like, Belgium, France, Germany, like, like a whole slew of like European countries. And I was like, oh, hi. Like, I didn't realize you were here. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome to the party. What's and up, then, guys? Yeah. So and then like, I was and like, then I wonder if here. I usually expect like me because I listen from my work computer and then my home computer. <laughs> no, it's like, 20 people. Scrolling all the way down. Keep scrolling. Yeah. Nope. Keep scrolling. scrolling. Keep scrolling. <laughs> yeah. So. But yeah, we'll have some international resources. And just take care of yourself because this is yeah, a totally. really terrible time for so many people. And just remembering mm-hmm. that you have the ability to protect your inner child and move forward with your inner child still being safe is good to keep in mind because you're not yes, alone totally. feeling a lot of those feelings. So yeah, definitely reach out to people as needed. Yeah, And we love you. Yes, we do. And our second question is also a heavy one. Yeah. So our second question is from Sarah. Sarah messaged us three separate times. I'm completely obsessed with you, Sarah. (laughs) Like the second two were like very, very funny. Um, And you're just the best. But Sarah says, I'm a critical care nurse. I read tarot some, not much, only every day. And most, which is like, yeah, (laughs) I'm like, never, not much, only every day. (laughs) Mostly for myself. I have an extensive deck collection, a deck for every year since my 14th birthday when I received my first deck. Not the point, just giving my tarot background. I love that idea. Parents do that for your kids. It's so cool. If they're they're into tarot. I just love that. Yeah, Yeah. Um. Do, 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 do. Anyway, she's been reading about her profession, not the not her career of nursing, but the profession of nursing more generally and has been getting some confusing readings about it. OK, the problem, she says, my profession is changing and not for the better where we are being demanded too much away from the bedside, which is now getting dangerous. It used to be that when we had specific populations of illnesses, we in the critical care unit or intensive care unit would be one nurse to one patient. You would be surprised mm-hmm. at how busy one patient can be for 12 hours when you're trying to keep them alive. The pandemic has taught hospitals what they can get away with as far as shortage on supplies and staff, mm-hmm. which is so scary. Needless yeah. to say, it's dangerous. I'm starting to have a moral conflict of going to work. I got into this profession to help heal a nurse over a doctor so I could put my hands on people and help them pass over easily or help heal whichever they choose and spend more time at the bedside. I've been doing this for 20 years now and have never thought that what that we would be struggling like we are. Hospitals are now giving us multiples of critical patients, and this is so dangerous. We're walking in a minefield of issues regarding patient safety, and I've been very active on my social media about legislation, but I'm only but I am only one person. 
I guess my question is, how can I best facilitate change for the better in this profession? It's not about me and my job. It's about the future of public health and mentoring the younger generation of nurses. They don't know what is too much and get frustrated when they can't keep up with the demands of the job. Not many of us can. I wish I could say it's just my hospital, but from what I've been experiencing across social media conversations, it's pretty across the board and common and frequent. I understand there's a nursing shortage and the pandemic scared a lot of potential new nurses away, but there has to be some kind of hope. Hmm. Ah, man. Yeah, yeah. The medical field is having a really hard time. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Which makes sense. But I didn't even think about the fact that a, a side effect of the pandemic would be hospitals seeing how push they, how mm-hmm. far they can push their employees. Yeah. Yeah. And I think we've talked about this in other contexts, probably mostly education, but whenever you're doing a mission driven job, especially that involves helping people, it is so easy for the higher ups to take advantage of your commitment Mm -hmm. to healing and helping and say, well, you know, you're not getting paid as much as you should be. We know you totally deserve more, but look at all the good you're doing. And it's like, that's not really enough. Yeah. Like you should be giving us the resources, but it happens in every single mission driven Mm -hmm. field. And it's so frustrating to hear that it is happening in medicine too. It's not surprising because capitalism is capitalism and a for-profit medicines like medical Mm -hmm. system will do that. But I'm sorry that you're experiencing that Sarah. Yeah. Especially like firsthand and And just seeing the shift. You can't, you know, you feel so helpless in this and that's what's horrifying to me. Like you can't literally do anything So maybe we should pull cards for how Sarah can individually manage this for herself and then also what she can do to help manage the community. Yeah. Yeah. One of her subsequent questions was about creating some sort of like spiritual support system that wasn't Christian based because that's like a consistent thing. I'm just thinking about your own family and the amount of (laughs) nurses who are just like. Basically uh, anti-science because well, of God reasons. <laughs> and interestingly, like I have a cousin who she used to be a part of. She, what was her job? Oh, dang it. Sorry, Jessica, I'm fucking this up. She was a social worker. She has like a social work degree. Mm. And so she first started out in child protective services and shifted to like patient advocacy at hospitals. Yeah. And That's what she, my sister-in-law is going to grad school for. Yeah. And she um, was asked to be on a panel at the hospital as representing atheists and how to help atheists pass away. And, you know, like, like because it's so ingrained with, like, this whole ever- Christian thing. And, like, she was, like, the only person, like, yeah. that they could find to, like, That's bring like, this heaven opinion. isn't really going to. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. How do we, yeah. like, you know, so it's just, like, I'm glad that they're having these conversations. But it just sucks for Sarah that they're also like happening with asshole hospitals yeah Yeah, and like pushing people to the absolute brink yeah just yeah it's just wild but I do think that doing personal like how to kind of develop like more coping strategies personally would be helpful as a place to start and then talking about the larger impact role in the community yeah okay personal stuff also while i was just shuffling while you were looking up your cousin on facebook strength popped out so oh hey sarah you're awesome yes you are it's just like with so many other things it's like everyone worships the everyone says nurses teachers you guys are 
everything, the whole and then it's like nobody's UK. getting paid enough. Or they're Everyone's like clapping for the so the for frontline workers. It's like, what's a clappity clap yeah. gonna do for anybody? Like, sorry, UK. I know I'm not pay there. these people better or something. It's not even just them because America is nothing but performative, like support for frontline workers. But it's just like, man, I just yeah. Nobody, so yeah, it's just so much. I just have so many feelings about them that I can't even be articulate. But anyway, <laughs> so personal coping mechanisms for Sarah. Oh, I got two nines. I got the nine of cups and the nine of pentacles. Okay, just a second. Which kind of makes sense out. because Sarah yeah. didn't ask us for her own personal coping mechanisms. I think she's pretty well established with her own coping mechanisms. <laughs> and then getting two nines is like, yeah, Sarah doesn't need your help with how to cope. She's got this. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see. The six of cups and the seven of wands. Oh, to me, it's 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 like don't romanticize the past. Like see it for what it is. Yeah, but I don't think she is anyway. No, like but like but as like don't let them gaslight then... you. Like that's to me. It's like yeah, don't yeah. Let, like don't let them gaslight you as you continue progressing on. Like you are right in and this and with the viewpoint. two nines exactly, and ha- especially with the nine of cups and the nine of pentacles for that matter. It's like you already know. You already know. Yeah. You've yeah. already come so far and established so much. So just don't let them try to fool you. Yeah. All right. So totally. then how can Sarah create more of an impact in the profession general or best facilitate change in the profession? Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. So I was an idiot and shuffled the cards back in. And I got the Queen of Fire, which is the Queen of Wands, and the Six of Cups that came out again. Oh. And I so got I th- the Three of Swords and the Ten of Swords. Oh, hey. You got, sorry, Queen of Wands and Six of Cups? Six of Cups, yeah. I think it's going, like, going public with your pain of what's been yeah, going on. Yeah, I think so, too. Yeah, I think so, too. Especially because you already, the exhaustion and the heartbreak is already there. And mm-hmm. having a queen show up is like, like now you, you have already sat with this and now you have mm-hmm. to represent it. Yeah. It reminds others. me of, was it the, the queen of wands representation from Queering the Tarot where it was that outspoken individual, like um a protester. I forget which. Yeah. What, it was either a deck or um, a or book, the but book. it was ba- yeah, but it was basically a person who was a protester with a bullhorn, you know, stating what had happened and speaking truth. And I really think that yeah. that's what this is kind of yeah, having you totally. do is connect, building that community, like by you being vocal about what's been going on and your pain and what you've seen through this, yeah, situation. Yeah. And I wonder if the six of cups is encouraging that to be with people who are not new nurses, like almost Mm -hmm. creating a, like, I don't know, group of established nurses who recognize the dangers and then shining a light on that. Like with people who really know what they're talking about so that no Mm -hmm. one can say, Oh, well you just 
are too overwhelmed because you're new or whatever, you can be right. more like, no, this is people who are experts in the field who are feeling this mm-hmm. way. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Yeah, I think that's probably the best way to go. And just like, like it stinks when you get something like this with the three of swords and the ten of swords together. <laughs> It's just really a lot. But in the Muse Tarot, they're both represented as the voices, which I think is one of the beautiful name changes mm-hmm. about the Muse yeah. Tarot is that it's, yes, it is still a sword. Yeah. But having calling it voices means that you're supposed to be articulating it. Yeah. It isn't something you're just supposed to be feeling. It's something you're supposed to be sharing. Right. And exactly. for that reason, this deck is really perfect for getting those cards because it's saying share the pain, share the exhaustion, tell everyone mm-hmm. and not just in a, oh, it's tiring because of the pandemic in a here's what happens when we no longer have the appropriate ratios and critical share the pain. Right. And that'll also relieve, like alleviate some of it from you, even though I think that Sarah's already so well established in her own practices of like both professionally and taking care of herself that it, she doesn't necessarily need to share the pain to feel better. But in order to enact change within the field, sharing the pain has to happen. Well, because when you share your pain and what you've been through, other people identify like, oh, she's oh, going I the same thing I am. I yeah, thought exactly. that I was alone because of the structure that's at my hospital where I'm the one being silenced and bullied. Yeah. And so it's from your speaking out and speaking up, it's where it's, it's not necessarily for you to get attention. Don't feel like that's what's going on. Yeah. It's for others to see that they're not alone. Right. And don't let anyone gaslight you into thinking that you're just doing it for attention. You're not. You're doing it to you're shed not. light on something really scary and dangerous. Yeah. We're so yeah. proud of you, Sarah. Yes, Sarah. Send us four emails next time. It's fine. We don't yeah, care. Yeah, I love want it. all of them. I want to hear all about your love for the occult and for art history and for all of that stuff. I'm yeah. just really, really adore you. Yes, yes. And wish you luck. Good luck. Yeah. You got this. You yeah, have all you. of the resources you need. Yeah. All right. It's time for some Patreon shout outs. How about yeah, some Patreon, Patreon shout outs? Patreon. Patreon listeners will know that we have been recapping Charmed. But also, I do think that we talk about that more. But there is still other stuff going on. All of the uh, old uh, Tara Wildly Uh, Mini episodes for the Major Arcana are now available on Patreon. Those are for anybody. You don't even have to be a Patreon supporter to access them. So if you want to go check out to see kind of like what we're doing over there, that'd be cool. Go for it. You can access all of those recordings just from there. And then if you want to support us, we always really appreciate it. This, as we joked last week, May is when all of our bills come due for all of our... (laughs) Like podcast related things. So (laughs) any support is appreciated. And if you don't feel like supporting us on Patreon because month to month is too stressful or whatever, there's also a function on our actual website, wildlytarot.com, where you can just do a one-time donation. So that's also totally fine. If Patreon doesn't work for you because they automatically charge you every single month, just do a single donation. It's completely fine with us. Yeah, We appreciate anything. Exactly. Uh, We really do. Yeah, Super so we have two new Patreon supporters. Yes, we do. You can and Holly is one of them. No, because <laughs> I'm going to draw for you because then you'll draw for yourself and then get some random ass card Can and then we'll actually like, read you on the show for two weeks in a row. It's such a long story about why I had to back our own Patreon, <laughs> but I'm demanding that we have a card pulled for me because yeah, I'm a I mean, you did. Supporter. You're official for at least one month. So exactly. we have to check that box to get you off our screen somehow. <laughs> 
All right, I'll pull yeah. for Gemma then. <laughs> okay. I wasn't planning on admitting it was me, Esther. There are other Hollies in the world. <laughs> Supposedly. I haven't seen any. I haven't met any yet. <laughs> They're all dogs. Yeah. They are. <laughs> like literal animal Literal dogs. dogs, yeah. All right, Gemma, your card is Awakening, which is the Judgment card in Muse Tarot. Ooh. Two, four, five, six, seven... Your card is the Hierophant from Fortune's oh. Queen's Tarot. Cool. Ooh. Oh, that's drag cute. Queen. Yeah, it's Drag Queen's oh, deck. Oh, that's a really cute card. It's super it. cute. Yeah. So lots of my favorite people. All right, Hierophant for Holly. <laughs> Hierophant. Get that Hierophant like energy. Talking and talking and talking. Yep. Oh, my God. <laughs> Can we just, like, fully get that accent out? It's so sweet. <laughs> Everyone loves hearing it. They tell us all the time. myself to do it <laughs> what do when you did mean? you so did you grow up having a accent i i don't i don't nobody know. ever can answer that question well i feel <laughs> i feel like well so compared to others children around me i did not because my mom was from the north my dad was from the south and so my mom would kind of have us pronounce things like northern style so we wouldn't be like misjudged when we're speaking in public or things like that um but whenever we would like like go to florida for summer camp that would last like three months people would call us like oh hey tennessee you know something like that so like if we like <laughs> so regionally somehow yeah so if we regionally like moved we're, you know we people could tell we had like a little twang or whatever but if it was just in our city, people were like, where are you from? Because you don't sound like us. So <laughs> you weirdos. You Good. Weirdos. Just another thing to ostracize Esther for as a child. You know, way to go. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's fine. It's like, I'm, I'm fine. It doesn't matter. But yeah, it only, I'm, it really I'm only fine. Everything's I'm fine. fine. I don't need inner child work. What are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Everything is going great over here. How dare you? <laughs> Anyway, I love it. I love hearing your accent pop out. It's adorable. Even if it is in jest, it's so sweet. Well, it, it, sometimes it's just mostly because I'm tired. And so my brain, it's it, literally, it's like my brain switches off from speaking this certain way that I have for teaching, if that makes any sense. Like I have a specific yeah, teaching yeah. voice and specific way I say things when I'm teaching. Oh my God. What are we going to do when we record all of our summer school stuff in one day? <laughs> the gonna, last episode, gonna fully... it's going to be full Dolly Parton. Full Dolly Parton last episode. <laughs> God willing. I would pay for that. An all Esther doing Dolly Parton episode. That will be the how to make a deck episode. So okay. let's hear it. We're, we're going to prepare for it. And now when are we darlings? going to announce our summer curriculum, our summer syllabus? We can do it now. We can. If you want to. Okay. It that can be our it announcement. Like, I don't think it's In a In addition secret. to pre-ordering our book. No, 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 no. So if you've listened to the podcast for at least a year, you know that summer is professionally a very stressful time for both me and Esther. So... <laughs> Last summer, we re-released some of our intro to episodes in addition to recording some new stuff. This summer, we're expanding that to create a full summer syllabus that incorporates both a lot of lessons as well as uh, chatting about some of the decks that are in our yeah. book that we have not yet reviewed on the podcast. So it's kind of a combination of us wanting to uh, have that quick and easy intro to but we're going into more depth about each of them because it'll be a whole entire episode devoted to all sorts of styles of divina divination 
Um, And then we'll also be doing some deck reviews. And then we'll also be doing some larger readings for some friends of the podcast. So sort of like a a Celtic cross style life check-in so that you can still hear us go through the, um, the process of doing a live reading for somebody and yeah. those will be uh, sort of just friends that we have not asked yet. So get ready for it, friends. <laughs> I know. Uh, like, you're about like, to feel pretty taken hold advantage on to those of. Million bucks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> but so we're going to start on July 1st with a uh, intro to tarot summer school thing. Then every other week, we're going to be doing intros to different types of divination. So we'll be doing a Lenormand introduction, uh, Oracle introduction. And then we're going to go into runes, which is fun because both of us have gotten a little bit into it, but we're still pretty novice. So we thought it would be fun to sort of stretch our own learning muscles by talking about runes. So that'll be uh, throughout August. And then finally, it'll culminate at the end of August with a how to create a tarot deck episode. And interspersed, because we're doing those intro how to episodes every other week, interspersed, we will be doing a review of the Visconti Tarot, the Solabusca Tarot, Toth, and Deviant Moon, which are the decks in our book that we have not yet reviewed on the podcast, but that we love and we want people yes. to know more about. So it's obviously not going to be as in-depth as our book is about each of those decks, but we'll do it mm-hmm. more of like a standard review style like we would do a normal deck. Yeah, totally. And we're planning like a whole marathon of recording for you all. Yeah, so we're going to record knows? it all over the course What's of one be? weekend because yep. we will need to not have to record them in the months of July and August for work reasons and personal reasons. My brother's getting married. I'm going to be busy. I think I have like at least six weeks worth of camp right now. Yeah. Like Esther's camp seven. means sometimes she frequently has to go away to an away. island with no internet <laughs> access. <laughs> yeah. I don't think this year possibly, but it's just, it's just more harrowing this year. It's so. chaotic. So we really it's appreciate chaos. everyone bearing with us each summer, but I'm excited about this summer. We're I know. doing a lot of cool new stuff and it's just going to be really neat to kind of like see how it goes. I'm yeah. Cause it. we've had like small conversations about each of these topics on s- several different episodes, but we haven't really yeah. done like a, like a learning sort cohesive. Of style. Yeah. Yeah. We haven't done any like cohesive, uh, condensed version of this. So it'll right. be really neat. Um, and also it like kind of leads into the book stuff because we're going to be talking about stuff from yeah. our book, which again yeah. comes out in September. You can pre-order it now. Uh, anyone who pre-orders it can submit a form that we'll link in the show notes to the publisher's website and you'll get sent a zine of a bunch of really fun spreads. So pre-order that book and get excited for our summer curriculum. Yay! <laughs> And now so I need exciting. like a summer like theme song now. It's gonna be you singing. I know it is. I'm like summer, 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 no, summer. That's no. too close to charmed. It is. <laughs> I'm just it's the summer. And we're learning about stuff. That's totally <laughs> gonna summer. be the <laughs> I'm just gonna put it over the our, our theme song and then it'll be something like it's summer, we're learning about stuff. <laughs> <laughs> just stuff i don't want to be more specific people we're just, just learning stuff. about stuff <laughs> i'm really <laughs> excited i'm so excited yeah. about this it's gonna Me be too. great but anyway shall we review a deck today no, i'm just right kidding. now <laughs> let's yes, review a deck today yes yes uh, here's yes. a novel concept 48 minutes into our tarot <laughs> review podcast how about we talk about a deck 
you know. Uh, this week we're talking about Mystic Masters Tarot by Danny Mystic from Witch and the Wild. And Danny is a Cajun witch and the proprietor of Witch and the Wild, which is an Etsy shop um, that she sells some magical wares. And also both of her decks, the Mystic Masters deck and also her brand new Pear Tree Court Oracle deck, which is so super pretty. cute. If you were a fan of Le Beaumont Tarot from our friend Jenny from Swing and Sparrow, you'll be a super huge fan of both of these decks, too. They have yes. kind of similar energies and that they're utilizing historical images and mm-hmm. kind of being punched up to match um, match tarot and oracle meetings. The oracle yeah. deck feels a little bit more Le Beaumont because it's yes. kind of like fashion platey. This is a little bit more uh, standalone. Um, and we'll talk about that in a second. So it was created using etchings and wood carvings from the masters of the 16th and 17th century. So like European art masters of the 16th and 17th century, I think, and I don't know this for sure. I couldn't find anything about it. It feels pretty Dutch to me. Yeah. Yeah. Like a lot of sort of like the Dutch masters from that time period, but each scene was carefully chosen, hand painted with watercolors and embellished with mixed media styles. And so in, that same way, what was the uh, Shaheen Moreau deck that we reviewed? It has some similar feelings to that, too, where it's old art that's kind of popped up yeah. with additional colors and symbols um, in really beautiful ways. Uh, I'm not saying I'm not comparing it to other decks to minimize this deck because I really do. Love oh, it right. I think it's super unique and beautiful, but I'm just like realizing that there are. There's like certain vibes that apparently I'm into and go for. Oh yeah. And this is one. (laughs) And this is one. Like I love this. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. Um, So level of reader it's appropriate for. What do you think? Hmm. That's interesting. Because I didn't (laughs) consider that for some reason. I don't know why. That's always a Um, question. Well, because like there are definitely some strong images that would depict like the lovers as a kissing couple. And yeah. like that. But there are others that you just kind of you're like, I look at him like, oh, that's curious why they would choose that card. So I, th- I, th- but the, all of the titles are clearly typed out on the yeah. card face themselves. So I think that helps a lot. Yeah. And the pictures. I think it's probably intermediate to advanced yeah. because I think that like the fun thing about it is seeing the choices that Danny made. And I think yes. that that's why like I actually have cards for the huh section this time because I'm yeah, like, me too. oh, that's something that's really cool that I want to talk about. It's not my favorite card, but I love it. Uh-huh. Yeah. And I think that that's like for intermediate readers who know the Rider-Waite-Smith system really well and the symbols within it. It's really cool to see these kind of like decisions that were made right. and art pieces that were chosen that completely make sense and are often very fully appropriate, but they don't necessarily reflect the same symbols as the writer Wade Smith does. Right. And on each of the suits, like there are colors associated. It's like the ones have reds, the coins have um, black and things like that. So there are Uh like nice little touches of colors to kind of like help you. Yeah. You know, like, but just looking at the artwork itself on a few of them, it's uh, like, Oh, I wonder why Danny made this choice. You know, it's for, and it's not anything bad. It's just no, like, I know. Curiosity. It makes it sound like we. Yeah, I think that it's cool because we have such a thing for artist decisions, especially yes. after writing or through writing the book and after writing the book. That it's that's one of the coolest parts is like really yeah. considering what Danny was deciding. She she was like doing her own thing. She wasn't like trying to copy RWS, yeah. but it is still in that structure. So it's still it's not like you have to be a tarot expert to get it, but I think you'll get much more out of it if you're pretty familiar with Rider Wade Smith yes. because then you get to do the cool stuff about like 
like being like, oh, Danny, that was such a smart idea. I love yeah, what yeah, you've totally. done with this decision. Yeah. So that's kind of a cool thing. But yeah, it is the traditional cool. structure. There haven't even been any name changes. So it's pretty no. easy to adapt to, which is helpful. Yeah. Um, you can find the deck on Etsy. Uh, and we'll link it in the show notes. It is just uh, Danny's shop, so Witch in the Wild. Uh, so you can find it there. That's where I got it. Yeah. It was just a pre-order situation, so it was never a Kickstarter, which always means that there's been a little bit less press about stuff. But it's a really cool deck, and I a lo- like I got it because I think maybe you or Rachel. Yeah, I got it. it. Yeah, I got it first, and you're like, oh, what's this deck? And I was like, oh, it's here. And, and I was like, well, it. now I have to get it, and FOMO. I bought it immediately. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, so how the deck feels. It I is love in, this cardstock. I know. You know, I we've it's had so that conversation smooth. largely about the idea of how indie decks are being forced to do more and more elaborate boxing situations. Uh-huh. This is kind of, I love the cardstock. It is so smooth. It's so nice to fan out. But it's also yes. just like in a tuck box. It's just like. I love the fucking tuck box. So great. It's just so simple. Yeah. So fantastic. Um, the cards themselves are standard size and they're a 330 GSM. They feel they're matte, but so slippery. Like you can yeah. do some, it's just such a good feeling. I like, I really so love good. this card. Like, and when I opened it, I was like, I need Danny to tell me like exactly what cardstock exactly what this, this is. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like I need to know exactly what this it's is. It's just so great because they really are matte. There's like not shininess yeah. at all, but they still feel so smooth and so good. Yeah. So Danny, get in our DMs and tell us yeah. what this slicky, slicky matte stuff is because we need to know. <laughs> Who published this? <laughs> um, so the cultural stuff is that it is all European art from the 16th and 17th century. So it is overwhelmingly white, which is yes. just kind of like of the era. Um, I think that there... Because there's like a lot of nudity, so there's some body diversity, but other than mm-hmm. that, it's just like pretty white. Which again, yeah, when we say that, we don't want people to be like, "Oh, then I shouldn't have that deck because it's too white." It's just right. a thing about it. It's not a like statement of value. Right. Right. Exactly. Uh oh, and now we get to talk about our favorite cards. I oh yay! Can I just start by saying that I love yep. every single queen. I chose oh, every yeah. single queen. Yeah. 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 I Every I chose queen was great. I specifically chose the Queen of Swords because I love fucking love the Queen of Swords. Like Where's she's like my favorite of, of the queens. She's the one the purple. Yeah, like stuff. the flowy, flowy dress. Oh, it's oh, so it good. Is. Wait, no, here it is. So all the queens are really solid, and I think that each of them, it's mm-hmm. because they have looks on their face that are a little bit cheeky in some way. Yeah, like the Queen of Swords is wearing this voluminous purple dress. It's sort of shot not shot because it's a painting or a wood cutting not a photograph but it's like the perspective is from underneath so she just has mm-hmm. a sword in one hand she just look and a I think a pen like a quill in the other hand yes and she just looks so like sure of herself uh-huh. and there's sort of like rays coming from her head like a saint but not golden and it just right, like right. the emphasis is on the thoughtful badass expression on her face because of all the lines and all of the different color variations and it just is so cool yes so that's one queen the queen of wands is a nudie booty and <laughs> she's like very i think it's athena probably because she has a wand in her hand and a helmet on and stuff but she looks so confident oh, probably there's like some uh, red ink spattered in the upper Ooh, corner. Yeah. So it's kind of like a little bit, not bloody, but like reminiscent of bloody. 
Right. And That's the kind of blood we wanted for Murder of Crows Tarot. Like, yeah, like that's we exactly did the best what, ex- You're yeah. totally exactly right. You're exactly right. That's what I was hoping for with the Murder of Crows, not gory bloody. <laughs> um, the Queen of Cups is also a nudie booty. There's a lot of nudity, which I'm just all for. <laughs> I love it. Um, it's really good. But the Queen of Cups is like a very gentle face yes. that's kind of looking away from the viewer but she's surrounded by all of these like blue robes and there's water pouring out of a um i guess sister? amphora almost sister amphora, sort yeah. of thing and i just think that it is kind of peaceful feeling mm-hmm. and i love the colors of blue that danny chose they're such incredible and danny's like a very aesthetic person like if yes. you follow her on instagram she is so good at colors and mm-hmm. like accessories and the colors really come through here because she didn't choose just blue. She chose yeah. this like stunning indigo matched with some aquas and it just feels so multi-layered. And I love all of the ink blotting that happens Same. in some of the background. It. it just is such a cool look. And then the last queen is the queen of coins, motherfucking queen of coins, also a nudie booty, but she is leaning against a, full-blown cornucopia <laughs> of fruits. Look at this chick. Have you ever seen anyone I didn't anyone see the cornucopia. I just thought it was the fruit. I didn't see the Look at her part. crown. Look at that crown uh, yes, of that leaves crown is and gorgeous. flowers. And then she's leaning against a cornucopia. And this is another example of where Danny added such simple little moments to like mm-hmm. add more visual interest. So the lower right has all of those white kind of crosses. Yes. And then down here, there's the black ink marks. And it just... It goes from it being an old painting to something really, really cool and beautiful because of the colors and the vibes that Danny Yeah, added. Yeah, the mixed media. I love a good mixed media deck, and this is a good mixed media deck. Yeah, it just looks so great. So those are all the queens, but I want to hear about your other favorites now since I sort of bogarted okay, just the second. queen conversation. It's okay. Let me take out my huh cards so we can talk about these huh cards later. Let's see. Yes. Like oh, my God. Is one of them death? Because death is so horny. No. <laughs> <laughs> I do another horny card though. <laughs> okay. Um, I really, okay. So I'm going to font fan girl here for a second. Cause this is what I do. The typeface and oh, like the amazing. It is amazing because, and I, the thing is, is that I know that some of this is not the same type. It's not the same typeface throughout. Like, yeah. like the, like there are some that are a bit more like scratchied in than actual like type letter, typewriter, letter. I think it's lettering. the numbers. Like the letters yes. are all typewritery and then the numbers all seem handwritten. Yeah. Handwritten or something, but I need to, if they, if it is actual fonts that do exist, I need them. And if it's actual fonts that do not exist, but you penned them to make them into font, I also need that. So either way, send me a TTF file. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. And you love you. Okay. <laughs> So I really like this lover, not this lovers, this two of cups card. Like it is I'm not, so pretty. It is so pretty. And like, I'm not one to like over flancy, like, Ooh, look at the love. But this is like so pretty and soft. And it's a, um, a man and woman. He is extending like, it looks like apples or cherries to her and they're both yeah. under trees. And it's just so like lush and yeah. soft and the like, I just really like it a lot. I know. I, mean to say that. I think I'm it's like, like it leaning against the trees. And also, I don't know. We've talked about this in a couple of episodes, seeing just like some soft bodies in art yeah. on tarot cards feels so nice. And they just seem like so cool. Like those yeah. two figures just seem really at peace with one another. Yeah. And she's and like, pretty. and you know, she's you know, trying to be coy and he's just being soft and like offering her something, you know, it's just yeah. really sweet. And I like it's sweet so stuff. sweet. 
Um, I also really love this empress. To me, this is not a pregnant belly. To me, this is just her flaunting her beautiful self. Her body. Around. Yeah, totally. Yeah. You know, uh, so. the pink it, is really cool. The, the, the addition yeah. of the, that's another really strong one where the ink, the addition of the ink is like mm-hmm. really setting it apart. Yeah. Yeah. Because you can tell there's like a dress under there, but the ink makes it seem flowy and flouncy and just more ethereal yeah. than the original artwork itself. And it's just like an empress yeah. that's just sort of parading through with a, like a bird on her, her fingertip just through the countryside as empresses do. It's so cool. So. And also some of the lines that sh- that were added also indicate movement because the lines behind yes. her are all lines and then in front of her are all dots. So it feels yes. like she's sort of like traipsing. Yeah. <laughs> through the forest like Sauntering. a Disney princess sauntering like, on the countryside we're both shimmying our shoulders <laughs> oh and Just also on sauntering. all of the major cards she puts the astrological correspondent in a symbol on the card itself so yeah so that's really interesting and really cool oh and i really love the guidebook for this the guidebook set up for this it's impeccably like formatted and i it's one of my favorite formattings for any sort of guidebook um, I, so my, anyway, my f- next favorite card is the star and I just really like the brown tones of the star. Cause a lot of the time the star gets blue tones and this is yeah. like a very earthy star with just the blue coming out of the cistern or amphorme that she's pouring out here. And then of course there's yeah. the yellow star behind her, but it's just to me, it's a very earthy star. And I really like an earthy star because water, I think it's also so directional, like that there's yeah. so much like hopefulness in this area. So you can also use that when you're reading, if it's next to another card, there's so mm-hmm. much directionality in that star that it adds more meaning to a reading. If it's next to something, yeah. it needs yeah. to be the thing that gives you hope or whatever. Yeah. So cool. And my last one is just a dumbass fountain called the Ace of Cups. I, think I it's love so that fountain. Cool. <laughs> I love yeah, it so that's much. that's a good fountain. <laughs> it's a good fountain. So it's just beautiful. And the ink blotting is just perfect. And there's bits of newspaper and other like little small little things. And it's I just think it's beautiful. So it's just so that's good. That's why I chose it. Okay. So, so what are your favorite cards? I realize that one of my favorites is also probably a huh card just because I want to talk okay. about it so badly. But I'll still start with that. And that is the okay. Three of Swords. And yes. th- this is one of those cards where it like I was like, Danny, I love what you're doing here because it is not the traditional a gigantic heart with a bunch of swords through it, which is uh-huh. you know what you normally expect to see with the three of swords. It is right. a figure who's look first of all, full mooning, entire yes. ass exposed. <laughs> and the figures looking back at us, the viewer, kind of like, what the hell? And in one hand, they have a bleeding red heart with three slashes through it. Yeah. And it just has a little bit more of that, like almost shock of the three of swords where it's like, uh-huh. Oh God, like what? Like, it's not gruesome. It's just like when you feel that sorrow with the three of swords, you're like, what am I even supposed to do with this? And that's right. what this card is indicating to me. So I just love that so much. That's so cool. Um, and then my other, th- Oh, I also really like the ACE of wands. Um, and it has two figures sort of in embrace, which is interesting for the ACE of wands, but I like kind of the, uh, addition of so much energy to the ace of wands like rather than it just being a wand there's like a lot of like spark here because there's Mm -hmm. kind of this like sexual whatever experience um but it's still kind of a little bit destructive because there's still some of those like big red ink splots and there's like fire on the wand and yeah it so it adds both the 
element of chaos to the Ace of Wands that I think the Ace of Wands kind of needs when you're starting a totally new activity. Like there is going right. to be some chaos, but also just a little bit more energy than just a Wands on itself. So I just think that that's really effective. Um, yeah. I also super love the world card. The, my last two are both. Oh, yes, yes, Arcanas. yes. The world card is a figure kind of leaning up a little wall with her arm propped up on a world. But the reason yes. that I like it so much is, again, some of those additional like line drawings, there's sort of like a bunch of, oh, where's my camera? Can you see that? Yeah, yeah, up yeah. Right there's some corner. textured stuff like some dots t- in A the lot of really corner. good texture. Yeah. Yeah. Such good texture. And she's wearing like this very flowy purple dress. And it just is like a really good example of layering different textures on to yes. make what could be a, a pretty simple thing where it's like, oh, it's a person with a globe into something that feels really, really beautiful and special. And then lastly, kind of for the same reasons, is the moon card, which is just so pretty. It's like a maiden almost, mm-hmm. like long flowing undone hair. She's wearing a really, really beautiful gray dress that's a little bit more form-fitting, but she's holding a glowing moon in one hand. That moon is gorgeous. And it's just so pretty. It's The amount of light that's coming from it is Mm -hmm. so cool. It's focused on she's not looking at that moon. She's kind of looking off to the side, which brings that meaning of the moon being kind of unknown into play. Yeah. And I just think that it's so soft and beautiful and it doesn't have any weird dog and lobster action going on. Right, right. <laughs> like a normal exactly. <laughs> The dog and lobster. The surf some... and turf. Dog exactly. and lobster. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. But it's still kind of like mysterious. Like she's not yeah. focused on the moon. She's focused on kind of these semi-moons that are printed on the other side of the card. Yeah. And it's just is such a cool, thoughtful way to present that. And I'm really into it. Me too. Okay, so what are your hunk cards? Okay, so the devil I wanted to talk about just because it's pretty horny. Yes. Like the devil, or no, sorry, death, not the devil. Death. So yeah. death is like behind this woman kind of grasping her wrists <laughs> and like smooching up on her face. And it just, yeah, feels he's like whispering in her ear, like giving a little, little, little. Yeah, exactly. And like, okay, horny death card, whatever. So that made me laugh. So therefore, I put that it was in my fun. Hug. And her, the expression on her face was like in ecstasy. So it made me yeah, laugh. Yeah, exactly. Or at least in kind of like like leaning into it. Yeah. Um. I also. I mean, why did I have? Oh, okay. The Eight of Swords is one of my huh cards too because okay, it's normally like you know normally there's like swords surrounding the person. Right. 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 But this person is chained up, and okay. it almost looks like the swords are about to hit them from above. Like oh, it, there's no actual okay. swords depicted. It just yeah. feels like they're like, ah, <laughs> which made me laugh. And then last but not least, it. this also made me laugh was the sun, because even though there, the creepy baby is not the central part of the sun card, mm-hmm. can't get away from a sun without can't a get- creepy baby face <laughs> creepy somewhere. Ass baby. Somewhere. So in the sun, there is a creepy ass baby face in the sky. It isn't a creepy ass baby, but for some reason, the sun is it has better a or worse? I don't face. know. I know. It's hard. So I had it as a hot card just because I knew that Esther would just be like, come on, creepy come babies. On. Why do we have to have a creepy baby for the sun? <laughs> okay. So we did not have any hot card overlaps. That's interesting. Oh. Fun. So my first one is the eight of coins because it's a because like the eight of coins is eight of pentacles. It's a person that's shaving another dude and it looks like he's about to chop his ear off. (laughs) (laughs) 
so I was like, I'm having the hardest time thinking, how is that the eight of coins? Like, so I'm really curious. Like, I'm going to think about this for a while. Like, this is like one that's going to stick with I'm me. I'm just trying to think of the eight of coins. Like completing the shaving job. I don't, I yeah, don't know. Yeah, maybe it's that. Maybe it's that something. Anyway, I don't think he's going to murder him. He, the, the dude looks very nice that's doing the shave job. The barber he's, looks very there's nice. There's probably not going to be any murder. Probably not. But then, but then, like, we look in the corner there and there's, like, blood splatter. So, anyway. <laughs> um, and then my last favorite hunk card. Did you see the King of Cups? No. I mean, I'm sure I did, but I don't remember what it looked like. Did You did not see the eel on the King of Cups. Oh, my God. Is it a... Ta- no, that has to be a piece of blanket. It's an eel. There is a head. attached to his dick. Oh, my God. What is happening? It's like, it's like hovering around his dick, almost. Either that is like a... It's like a octopus leg, but I'm pretty sure it's like an eel. Because to me, it looks like an eel face. <laughs> so anyway, That's the king chaotic. of cups is phallic. Oh, maybe. Oh, wait, is he standing on a kraken? And it's like a kraken thing. Anyway, I can't tell because oh, there's maybe. a splatter right over the face of this kraken. But anyway, I need to look at that more closely. Let me find it. <laughs> we need to examine that. this. Yeah, Forensics exactly. With Esther yeah. and Holly. I like that we use our skills for this instead of something more useful. <laughs> something like, useful. Is that eel filleting that king? <laughs> we must know. It's it's not. I don't know. It's hard to tell. Danny, Where we need to the know these things. Motherfucking king of cups. What the hell? There must be one in here. Yeah. Oh, here we go. Is Dude, it? I th- think that that's part of. Is no, it a tentacle? Right. It has way too much structure to be a piece of cloth. Right, yes. It's way too much to be a piece of cloth. I, I have no I can't idea. tell if it's a tentacle or an eel. <laughs> Listeners who have this deck, let us know. Please let us know what your thoughts are. <laughs> let us know your thoughts. We'll awesome. also put a picture in the comments so you can tell us what you think. Yeah, tell us what you think. I just Find love the this deck artwork. so much. I just think that it's I do so fun. It's I such, do, I, too. I posted it this week for my like most touristist, most touristist uh-huh. decks. Yes. I like that every single time I write it, I put a different version of Taurus. Version of it. <laughs> um, but I chose this one because it has kind of like that, like super fun kind of traditionalism, but like mm-hmm. punched up with some whimsy. And that just yeah. feels so Taurusy to me. But super my relationship with the deck can be represented by temperance. All right, spirits. Maybe it's a good way to connect with ancestors. Um, and yeah. mine is the five of swords. Well, that's very rude, but thank you very much anyway. <laughs> it's like you gave me too much grief at the beginning. <laughs> There's too much dick talk in this. Yeah, like exactly. This. Exactly. Holly said the word horny too many times, so now we're mad. <laughs> um, God, I just love it so much. Danny, thank you for making this cool deck. It is so yeah. cool. Um, and that's our show next week. We are talking about, let me find the actual name. It's the deck of cards from the La Mer, who is a planner company. And yeah. my sister-in-law sent me this deck and then you bought me a copy of it too, because you didn't yep. know I had it. <laughs> nope. I did it. Cause I didn't see it in any of I was like, well, maybe she doesn't have it. And they, I need to have like 15 more dollars for free shipping and I might as well buy the deck. <laughs> So just... it's actually called the BU Affirmation Cards from the La Mer. It's really cool. I'm excited to talk yeah. about it and get your feedback about it. But uh, yeah, you can find all of our contact information at wildlytarot.com, including a form with which to submit questions uh, and a lot of other stuff. So go check it out. 
Yeah, my cards fell all over my phone. So oh no, back there, it's fine. Ah. <laughs> okay. Ah, we, we just okay. have to get through the end of the episode and the uploading process before Mercury strikes us. Down. This is true. This is true. Making sure the saving process happens properly. Also, <laughs> yeah, tell your exactly. friends about us and write review us. It helps us grow. We really appreciate. It. I read the review that Holly posted last week in her stories, and it was so sweet. I'm like, I crying. mean, uh, it is so. Oh it's, my it, god, it made me feel so seen. Yeah, so totally. Seen. And also, like, assuaged concerns about some self-conscious things. Also. Yes, yes, definitely. Just yes, so yes, sweet. Yes. We, really, we really love hearing positive feedback in general yes. because we are millennials after all. But it is so <laughs> sweet to, like, you know, know that listeners are on the same page with us. It's really cool. Exactly. You can also follow us on Instagram at Wildly Tarot Podcast or join our Facebook community by searching for Wildly Tarot Podcast on Facebook. Also, we have a Redbubble shop with merch that includes certification. So if you really feel like you need a certification to be in the community, we've got you covered. Yeah, so yeah, we do. Do that. And that we also have a Discord community. So if you're not on normal social media platforms, you can also join us on our Discord. Yeah, which is bustling and super fun. Yep. Totally. And remember, go forth and Tara wildly this week. We, we love, love you so you. much. Thank you for being with this all jazz episode. <laughs> <laughs> Long ass episode is right.